from a two-car garage minutes away from scenic Hawaiian Gardens in California, it's Far Out, starring Todd Perry, John Sowen, and Buck Perez. And now, it's time to get Far Out! Hello, everybody. Welcome back again to another fine episode of FarOutPodcast.com. I'm Todd Perry, and to the left of me is the great John Sowen. Yeah, that's right. In the booth. And to, the, to my right, past two Budweiser's, sitting with the nice headphones on, the world's tiniest headphones, the one and only Buck Perez. I've been called worse. Thank you. That's Thank not, you. That's not true. Yeah. There's those iBud headphones. Yeah. and those. Things I got those terrible. in my car. You want me to go grab them? No, I'm just saying. Go grab them right yeah. now. I'm just saying. Look, I'm not look. hating on your headphones, all right. man. All right, all right. You, you do what you do. John asked me a little bit earlier, because we're, we're hanging out doing the show in my garage. I did? <laughs> anyway, what did well, I ask John, you? We were hanging out in the garage, and John asked me, turned in, there's a bike Oh yeah. in here. Hmm. And John was like, hey, Todd, uh, when do you go biking? Yeah, that's right. And I replied to him, and John's usually the one of the most astute observers of not only the human condition, but stuff in general. And it's a chick's bike. So John should have known that it's not, you know, me. It's, and, and it's not a pink bike. It's not got like frilly stuff on it. But it has that bit where, what do you call that? That the, the top bar goes down. Yeah, the top bar, yeah. And I always wondered, um, shouldn't it be the opposite? We were discussing, shouldn't it be the opposite? Because if that way I don't hurt my balls if I'm in a, a wreck. Right, there's a lot yeah. less uh, nuts smacking on this thing than it would be the average <laughs> one. Which is just a flat bar on just top. See, nut smacking? A whole, yeah. whole lot less nut smacking. Well, it seems like bikes in general weren't designed for men to use because the seat tends to be too small and can cause impotence. Yeah, wow, like, John. Plus, <laughs> plus, I thought this bike could go either way because it does. It is a Seacrest 3. Yeah. Know? And anything named Seacrest is kind of... Hmm. I think that means bought at Costco. Okay. Yeah, that's, but, a, that's a, a beach cruiser, is it not? But I'm saying we should make a movement. To, I guess, to, I guess to, not. Huh? <laughs> go ahead. We should make a movement to that the male bikes have that because I've never heard a woman say that she was biking and broke her vagina. Well, yeah. People's balls get screwed up, but never like, you know what, man, I I just wrecked my vagina, uh, you know, in a biking accident. Well, A, women don't talk like that generally, although they're starting to, and it's kind of getting disturbing, oh. honestly. <laughs> You're against this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you like you like women to what, what are you saying? You're opening up a, a can of worms. You're not it's saying women can't exhibit masculine traits at any point. Oh no, they can, but it's just the way that like you know when they talk about like gross guy stuff, it's just like wow, it's gross. Yeah, well, you get grossed <laughs> out when we talk about gross guy stuff. Sometimes. That's true. That's go, true. I do. I'm just kind of like, ugh. That's why are we talking about this? Yeah, and it's like you know when women do it, a lot of times it's like, oh god, <laughs> oh, vagina. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, that and broke my together. <laughs> Don't really yeah. need to hear that. So, so we have that. I think we should have a movement potentially with the bike thing. And then second of all, I think it was Buck that in between, right before we started recording the show was saying that he misses That's Incredible being on television. Yeah. Yes, it was me. I did say that. And uh, the great, uh, who's the host on that? John Davidson? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, that actually sounds right. Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton, yeah. really? Fran and then Tarkenton. Peter Billingsley... The film director, who Peter was Pinsley. the kid that you sh- sh- you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, kid. in uh, a Christmas story. What are you yeah. talking, really? Yeah, he was yeah. the kid on the show. Peter oh. Billingsley, yeah. He was the Oliver. 
Yeah. The oh. Oliver from uh, Brady Bunch, you know, they brought in the kid. You oh, know? That's oh, he was right. Oliver too? No, he wasn't. But I mean, he, he was that guy. He was the... The, uh, the Sam on different strokes. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. He, he was the... What's, what's the term? Uh, he was the non sequitur child placement on a TV show. Yeah. Essentially. So you, you admire the fact that people were breaking out of boxes, and that was reality TV back then, not right. yeah. what well, it is now, which is people bitching at each other. Even yeah, at and its, not uh, really real. Even at its worst, it was still nine times better than anything on nowadays, and, uh, you know, people taking pictures. And, uh, I feel I feel it was, uh, it, that's incredible, it was cool, too, because didn't they have a segment on, like, Dracula or something like that? Like fla- Oh, like, whether it was true or not? Maybe. I didn't see Maybe that. Maybe it was that. Or just some dude dressed up as Dracula had gotten a box and like he went to the bottom of the pool or whatever. <laughs> do, do you party with that guy at Das Bunker? Uh, no, because that dude would be really old. But you know, the old guy at Das Bunker. Yeah, unless you meant the actual Count Dracula, which John John is notorious. If if you listen to the uh, previous show that we were on, low budget it was a fantastic show, still is to this day. Mark and Mike are great guys, and if. Uh, John used to frequently talk about going to the club Das Bunker, huh, which is th- a goth club. <laughs> I think I mentioned it in passing, and it became a thing. Oh, it became a real thing. That, yeah. that John Buck, you may not know this because you're just getting to know John. Mm. Um, J- John likes to go to industrial clubs. Got it. And you know, there's a lot of stuff, and John's always very cagey about it that goes on in the industrial clubs. We, we there's a rumor going on that John wears a gas mask when he parties. We're, of, we're just saying a lot of hardcore shit. Listening to steampunk, steampunk. <laughs> Yeah, steampunk stuff, like Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, well, oh, no, that's 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 just your basic goth one hundred and one, right? Yeah. Now yeah. all I know is Dear Prudence by, by Susie and the Banshees, like the Beatles oh, really? cover. Oh, like, yeah. did Su- what else did Susie and the Banshees do? They did a lot. They did uh, Peekaboo, which was a big hit with the ladies, Ooh. I believe. Um, is that a big lesbian anthem? Uh, no. I don't think so. Like you know, they have jock jams. Yeah, and, I figure that's actually and, the same CD as like the lesbian anthem. I mean, any more than any other, you know, industrial songs a lesbian anthem. I don't think. I mean, but it wasn't like a. I don't know. I don't know what any lesbian anthems are, except yeah. for bizarre love triangle, maybe. But I think that's just a gay <laughs> anthem in general, isn't it? Yeah, that's just not. It's not sexually specific. Well, I right. think that actually, um, that one song by Four Non Blondes, the the <laughs> what's up. <laughs> That, that, I always feel like a fucking lesbian when I listen to that song. Yeah. You feel empowered it, as a lesbian? Yes, it, yeah, yeah. They also, it is an empowering lesbian They also song. did C- Cities and Dust. That was a big Susie and the Banshee song. Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Should I'm not I know this? Yeah. I would figure that you'd know that or Peekaboo. I think Peekaboo I knew. Yeah. yeah. Cities, and Dust was, Cities and Dust was, you know, I mean, you could probably hear that on K-Rock to this day. But And then they did a lot of other more obscure stuff. Moving forward. Yeah. Not back. I'm going to, we have a list. Oh. A list. We're doing a list show. That's right. The top 10. And um, I think it's very important because not only, you know, when we do list shows on here, we're not just trying to bullshit. You know, we're, we're, doing, we're doing a once a week show, so we're trying to do some heavy hitting shit, just not trying to kill time. Oh, sure. But. But. I think that we, you know, we, we, we try to ha- have lists that are informative and can teach people things. And um, we have a list here. It's by Fortune 500 Magazine. And that's a magazine of uh, rich people. Really? And it's 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 an article for CEOs. I thought this here was from Forbes.com, which is very similar. Yes, yes. It's the online presence <laughs> yeah. of this great publication. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's um, an article on how to, how to find out how to unmask a liar. Because mm. we all know pe- people lie all the time. People tell small lies. But people but be lying all- every day. That's right. Just be lying. Just just get up and start lying. That's right. <laughs> just wake up in the morning and just 
bullshit all day. Hey, here it begins. Yeah. We try not to. I don't think we lie on the show. We try to have an honest show with you everybody. Know, yeah, I, tr- I try and be as honest as I can. But you know, this morning when I woke up, my hands they felt just heavy. Like I, I don't know what it was. It, it just felt like. Did you have too much salt last night? <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, it, it was something. I was using my hands a lot this morning too. You know, every every morning I go through that. Yeah. Heavy hands. Heavy hands. Morning wood and heavy hands. That's right. <laughs> I wake up with the morning wood, and get rid of it with the heavy hand. Seems to me you got the, a case the of heavy, heavy hand. Hands. Yeah. Ham handed. <laughs> oh look! Wait, is this a list right here? Oh. Oh. List. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah, that is a list. All right. So, so John Salwin. Yes. Is there a way? I know that nowadays I feel uncomfortable having you read things because you've, you've dropped the announcer from your thing. But if there's a way that He's we retired. can, I can let, don't let, if you can read the list. Yeah. But we're we're trying to figure out ways in which we can the the listening audience and can better find out if people are lying to them because th- lies can be terrible. Whether it's a, your woman lying to you, and I appreciate well, you not mentioning my dyslexia. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> Real quick, did you ever see on um, there was there used to be a TV show called Home. Which was like, you know, it was kind of like after Regis and Kathleen. It was like one of those, like, I right after that. the Today yeah. Show kind yeah. of thing. And there was the guy who was like the chef on the show. And he looked kind of like chef, ironically. Uh-huh. And he came out and, like, they had a teleprompter and he was supposed to do a bit. And it was like live on TV. And he goes, I can't read. <laughs> and, like, and the funny thing is, and, like, it was this whole He big made it this far in life and, like, they found him out on national TV. He's had this fucking moment. I can't read. A lot of people get through a lot of life and they just can't read. Right. And they just try and like fake it. And they do a good job of it for a long time. Yeah, he's like named Eric Thank something. You. Eric something. Eric Stoltz, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Second Eric Stoltz <laughs> reference on the show. Yeah. But he came out and said he couldn't read. And then they had this all this stuff like in the, the news about how brave he was about... I think a braver man would have learned how to fucking read, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he couldn't couldn't read. Was he was he just dyslexic or lazy? He couldn't read. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I just couldn't. You'd read. have to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then I haven't heard of the guy since. I don't know if the guy's blogging. I don't know what happened. But home got canceled. Blogging? How's he going to blog if he can't read? It's true. He can write, but he can't read. That it's doesn't a, make any sense. It's a very rough read. Yeah. <laughs> it's very. It's like he just pounds on the keyboard. He writes. Bam, 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 post. He writes in wingdings. Oh, that'd be cool. It's pic. pic it's pictures. There you go. Yeah. No yeah, one's ever like, started a wingdings blog. I guess whatever. not. They I, haven't anyway. It's pictographs. It looks like King Tut's tomb. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so John, how can we figure out a way? We can figure out the liars in our lives and how to decode what they're doing. Well, apparently there's 11 ways, although there's no intro. It just says, unmasking a liar from Forbes.com. Well, that's good. Yeah. So uh, the first thing on here, after the uh, big black line, is heavy hands. Oh, oh shit. When people tell the truth, you lying. When people tell the truth, they often make hand gestures that coincide with the rhythm of their speech. Hands emphasize points or phrases, a natural and compelling technique when they actually believe the points they're making. People who are less certain will keep gesticulations in check. Well, so they say. Ooh. Well, so so they'll have their like their arms to the side when they're lying. It'll be like they'll be like, but you know, when Bill Clinton used to deliver a big whopper, he would point at your ass. Yeah. Right, he would. Yeah. He would. I would say. Over gesticulate. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's true. Uh, I do know that uh, you know when it has, from studying uh, voiceover, when uh, you know when when you talk, you do normally just gesture a lot with your with your hands. 
You do that a lot. Yeah. Like when you're doing, when, when we're doing like intros to the show, oh, you're yeah. recording them, you're like live and you're like pointing. And yeah. Well, it's like you're conducting the fucking right. pops, well, just, Boston yeah. Pops. In, in, Arms in, akimbo. In, yes. in, most, <laughs> in most speech, you're generally, you generally gesture. Uh, that's people's normal method of uh, gesturing. And I mean, you, you can notice this the next time you're on the phone because no one can see you, but you're most likely still gesturing. Check that out the next time you're on the phone. Oh, I, I, I just walk around. Oh, yeah. I ambulate. Yeah, I, yeah. I walk all around the house. Like you I do go that. crazy. Yeah. People do that too. Uh, but you know, if it comes to a point where you'd naturally say something with your hands, you usually just say it. But when you go to reading something, the uh, thing is just to read it. And because it's not something you're used to doing, it, you know, if you don't do it normally, people just sort of like, they just sort of let their heads, hands go down and they're just like, when people tell the truth, they often make hand gestures and just, they'll yeah. drain all the emotion <laughs> like, out of it. Right, yeah. So maybe, I don't know if that's true for lying or not, but I know that when I lie, I'd probably gesture just as much as when I don't. God, I love your voice. Are you I'm okay? sorry. Was that I can't tell. Is he lying right now? <laughs> yeah. I think he's lying right now. I don't know. I, I don't so, know. yeah, I mean, maybe that's true for some people, but I don't know if I believe it. Your hands on your thighs. I'm suspicious. All I know that's is true. I woke up with heavy hands. <laughs> right. What's, what's Making the mating signal. Right. So, I haven't noticed that. Have you noticed this at any point in your li- life or noticed when someone's lying? That when I'm just totally bullshitting, I don't move my hands? Well, I guess you wouldn't be conscious of it unless you'd look for it. I don't know. You know, I don't lie really that much. I'll be honest. Like, okay. I, 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 right. I mean... To my woman, yeah. I lie, lie to her on a like, right. strip club. Don't tell her about it, you know? Yeah. That kind of thing. All right. The next technique is the nervous Nelly. Mm. Skilled liars don't like break Nelly? a sweat. Like Nelly? Like with the Band-Aid on it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Skilled liars don't break a sweat. The rest of us tend to fidget when we're not telling the truth. Possible giveaways include shifty eyes, higher vocal pitch, flushed face, and heavier breathing. Yeah, you know, that sounds like Todd, yeah. 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 But what if you <laughs> just naturally like have Todd. those things? What if you're just naturally shifty-eyed? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think... There's some people that are just that just naturally exhibit this behavior, and people tend just not to trust them. Just in general, yeah, yeah. Just they they don't like in any given. Oh, I'm kind of that. I'm kind of fidgety, right? Yeah, I'm kind of like uncomfortable. Am I shifty eyed? Uh, I've never really noticed that, but sometimes sometimes maybe you get tweaky. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of like twitchy and like weird. I think every so like every so often you feel like tweaking or something like that. What's going on? I watch myself on camera sometimes and something is filmed of me and I'm like, I I just have I just don't move naturally. You know, some (laughs) people they're like a gazelle, just when they gesture or or move or play an instrument or whatever. Like No, I'm like "Eh." it takes a bit for you to be. Yeah, in 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 my head I'm fucking well, so far on this because list, I'd sell. say we're right. 0 for 2 right. <laughs> on things that'll, that'll help us out. Uh, the next one's something called the Reed Technique. The Reed Technique is a nine-step interrogation process that many U.S. law enforcement ages, agencies employ to ferret out lies. So, wait, it, wait but that's kind of weird. Like, if you think your woman's lying to you about something, you immediately pull out, like, a little card from hey, your back. Here's like, the, I'm going to try the Reed Technique. The here's goal of the process is to, is to lead the liar down a path such that he or she eventually has no choice but to admit guilt. Oh, nice. Oh, boy. Yeah. For more on this technique, check out nothing because it got cut off. Oh, there we go. Well, but I like um, on TV shows how they end up like tricking the criminal. Yeah. Like they just fuck with their heads eventually and they yeah. go, oh, I did it. You know, and then they're like, yeah. Yeah. I really wonder what the read technique is, but it's a nine-step interrogation process. But that's good when you're just trying to like find out. And people can Google that. Step one, yeah. waterboard. Yeah. <laughs> now, is it what read- it is? R E I D, like R-E-I-D. Robert Reed from the Brady Bunch, or exactly. R-E-A-Z? It was named R-E-I-D. after Robert Reed. That guy yeah. knew a lie. World famous. Whenever Jen was throwing over like a big behemoth lie, <laughs> right? She, he he like sat down, started waterboarding. Like, yeah. Well, you know, Jen. All right. <laughs> the next one is curious questions. 
Liars are more likely to ask you to repeat questions and to preface pronouncements with to tell you the truth and to be perfectly honest, says Buckley. Evasive answers to direct questions should raise your suspicions too. Okay. Yeah, so that goes either way. Serious so, questions. So yeah. like when you repeat, like, ask me a question, John. Uh, what did you have for lunch today, Todd? What did I have for lunch? At an apple. <laughs> to tell so you, the, I think you lie. To, to tell, tell you the, the truth. Yeah. Well, they also say liars are more likely to ask you to repeat questions. Now, does that mean they're lying, or does that mean they maybe didn't hear the, you? They're deaf, right? Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> or maybe they didn't understand you. Maybe you're a mumbler or whatever. Lunch And you're like, uh, could you repeat that? And I'm like, oh, you're lying to me now. Oh, oh you bastard! I'm gonna kill you. you. Right. You know? Right. God damn. Oh, it escalated quick. <laughs> well, you know, Jump's I need to find out what he has for lunch. I'm going to kill you. He's going to die. You know? oh, what man. else we got on there, John? Uh, the next one is tongues as long as telephone wires, which that sounds All like... Right, wait, 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 wait. Everybody, real quick. Stick your tongue out. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. Jesus Christ. Uh, Buck? No, I'm not beating you on that one. Yeah. Uh, All right. John? Uh, yeah, mine's not that long. It's just... Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Do I have the longest tongue? You're the Heidi, you're yes. Heidi Hamilton, dude. Yes, Gene Simmons, you've got the longest tongue. Maybe that can be my radio stereotype. Nice. I'm a lesbian with a long tongue. Yeah. There you go. The phone tends to bring out the liar in people. Okay. And the one, phone? That's what it says so far. In one week-long study of 30 college students, Hancock <laughs> <laughs> observed that the phone was the most popular weapon of choice, enabling 37% of the lies told in this time versus 27% during face-to-face exchanges, 21% using web-based messaging. Really? You lie on your Facebook update. Yeah. Right and, Right now I'm at the bank. And I'm not really four, at the bank. And just 14% via email. How did they find this out? little surprise, perhaps. Most phone conversations don't leave a trail, unlike email and instant messages. Well, you know, the funny thing I for me, I lie on the phone all the time, I'll be honest. Well, First, yeah, because it's easy. Well, when, when I first started doing was crank calling people back in the <laughs> yeah. day. Didn't you crank call people back in the day just yeah. for fun? Yeah. I don't think kids do that nowadays, though. They don't really crank call. you got call. caller ID now. It's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, shitty, huh? But yeah. you used to mess with everyone. You know? No one Didn't picks matter. up now. They're like, oh, because it comes like, you know, it's like, because people get their phone IDs like, this is a crank call. And they're like, ah, screw that. <laughs> I think that the teenagers these days are too busy taking shots of their junk. <laughs> yeah, too busy Text, sexting. Little yeah, sexting yeah. going on. Yeah. Instead of crank calling, they're all sexting now. Right. Yeah. That's Christ. why we have the advantage of thirty-three-year-old males. We're not sexting, therefore we can make a podcast. Um, you know, the fun, I lie on the phone all the time, and I'll tell you, I'll be, I'll be honest about my lying. Yeah. That makes sense. You're now lying. I'm wildly it's, gesticulating. It's, it's pretty boring. Well, no, because when I'm on the phone, lots of times. Now, every time we t- both of now three of us, whenever we talk on the phone, you're gonna hear this and think I'm lying. But you know, usually. When you're on the phone, you need an out at a certain point in the conversation. We're kind of kind of done with the phone call, and I'll, I'll be like, "Well, I gotta go do blah blah blah, or so and so blah 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 blah." And like, I, I won't tell a wild, vicious lie like someone's at the door. I was like, "All right, I'm getting back to uh, watching a show." A wild, vicious lie. <laughs> yeah, I went like like oh oh oh, someone's at the door selling candy. You're you know, not, I'm not gonna say yeah. that, but I'll I'll give a little, little, little white lie like oh up oh, up, oh, gotta help Sarah with some shit, or yeah. I was doing yeah. this, or or. I am finishing up when you asked me, how's it going? When the f- call first started, you go, hey, you, Todd, you how's throw it going? something yeah. in. Yeah. You oh, throw I'll, something in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just uh, working on the backyard. Yeah. And then at the end of the conversation, gotta I'll be get like, back to it. Got to get back to the backyard. Right. But then. That shit's not done yet. I go to the living room uh-huh. and I watch Intervention or something. Wow. But you don't know that, right? right? Maybe maybe nowadays I'll text you guys after. I'll be like, I lied. 
just text, no sext. Yeah, I will sext you a picture of my junk, and it'll say I'm watching intervention. Well, it's just it's just easier to get off the phone because you're just like, oh, everything sucks right now. I mean, that's the other thing. When people ask what's up, they don't really want to know. They just want you to say, oh, everything's all right. Because when someone's like, this week sucks. I feel like I'm about ready to kill myself. Like, well, cool. Didn't want to know that, but, exactly, you know, yeah. whatever. It's funny. With, with John, there's certain people on the phone where there's people where you have the preliminary, we're going to get off the line, and yeah. and then there's the getting off the line conversation. And oh, yeah. With certain people, like John, John is a great example of this. Whenever John and I talk on the phone, usually if John and I get on the phone together, it's fucking 35 minutes. Yeah. yeah we'll just start gabbing about whatever. And we'll, we'll go <laughs> gabbing. And it's usually a long phone call. Yeah. And some people, it's short. Usually Buck and I are on the phone and say, all right, cool, cool, awesome. And then, you know, short phone. Yeah. You know? And um, with John, it, there's always a, we, we make a, a, a verbal agreement to cease the phone call. But then there's always an epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's always the PS. There's right. three more minutes and then you're gone. Like my buddy yeah. Al Chang, whenever I talk to him on the phone, it's three minutes and then out. And then certain people, if I talk to you, Buck, or talk to my buddy Walpa or whatever, I talk to Sarah, Keep it short. We're out. It's concise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're off. I'm off. We're done. John, there's that extra thing, and that's that's nice sometimes. Yeah. It's it's like a it's like it's a like quickie <clears throat> podcast. You know, a little five minute podcast. Yeah. It's like yeah. the shit at the end of the trailers. You know, like you you waited through the whole trailer. Oh, after yeah. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like the little spicy thing right at the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not yeah. right or wrong, but it's just good. It's, it's like sad. oh yeah. Right. By the way, great taco joint in Long Beach. Oh, yeah. tell me about it. All right, cool. Now we got to get off. Oh, I got to try that. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. And then. And no one lies during that. Yeah. Like to kiss and tell? Got a salacious story of your sizzling situation you'd like to share with the show? Submit your titillating tale to Far Out Forum at FarOutPodcast.com. Your encounter must be 500 words or less and must contain all of the details.
much flip through your pages sexy ladies wearing underbras of different ages but I can't stare at the girls in the pink stuff cause they're like 15 even though that's cute that shit's illegal Todd Perry. You may know me as the star of the Far Out Podcast, but today I'd like to tell you about something near and dear to my heart. See, back in 2005, I had a religious experience. I was completely sober, and I saw the face of a non-religion-specific deity. As I burned white-hot with religious fervor, I quickly went online and became an ordained minister in just three and a half minutes. Now, being a man of the cloth, I'd like to extend my hand in offering my services for any religious needs that you may have. Are you planning a wedding anytime soon? Need a religious officiant at a funeral or memorial service? Have a son or daughter age 13 having a bar or bat mitzvah? Mazel tov. I'll do that. Are you in need of spiritual counseling while veteran or going off to fight a war in foreign soil? I'll do that too. That's right, Todd Perry's non-religion-specific ministerial works can perform any spiritual task you need. Todd is well-versed and can perform in any religion you require. Buddhist, Islam, Catholic, Episcopalian, Southern Baptist, Eastern Orthodox, Wiccan. Nerds, are you looking for a Vulcan religious service to perform a mind-melting or pon-far ceremony? Perry Ministries are all ears. And as you know, there are no pockets and shrouds, so we do collect earthly treasure in return for the ear and blessings of your deity. So check out the modest pricing on my website. Right now, we're running a special on suicide bomber pre-flight counseling and gate-to-straight conversion therapy. No matter what your religious need, Todd has the big man or woman on speed dial. Go to perryministries.com, the yellow pages, or the Muslim phone book for more information. Remember... For all of your religious needs, call me, Todd Perry. This ain't bullshit. I'm ordained. The next one is sparse specifics. What? A liar may not have thought through all the particulars of his stories. If you suspect you're being lied to, gently probe for details. The only problem with that is, what if this person's just not very observant? <laughs> what if you know? They're either a liar or very dumb. <laughs> it could be either one. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think uh, when, uh, yeah, it's, I've heard before, it's like, if you're going to lie to someone, think the lie through. Have your story, have your out. Yeah. Have, have the straight. whole thing. Yeah. yeah, or just be good at making stuff up. I think couples do this quite often. Yes. Yeah, like with, with, with Sarah, we'll kind of, we'll go into a social engagement and we'll be like, what, we're, how, we, we, we kind of make a verbal agreement about how long we're going to stay. Yeah. And whether we want to go home, we're like, all right, these people, 
we'll give them our good 45 minutes and then we're out. We got to go do something else. Yeah. So then we'll, we'll say, what, what are we going to say? We have a signal? Or what, <laughs> you know, or we're going to say we have to go see your grandma. Awesome. And so right. then we'll, we'll make up our lie together. We'll be in cahoots on our lie. Yeah. I, I got to say, it's like, yeah, I just find that when you're in social engagements, like saying goodbye is a pain in the ass. It's a lot easier to just leave. Yeah. Especially when it's like, we'll be sure to say goodbye. And then like by the time you're ready to be out, it's like an extra half hour to get out of the place. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You got to give the double goodbye. Yeah. It's like, I kind of, yeah, I kind of wish somebody would just come in here and just like break the party up or someone <laughs> yeah. would drop dead or just the cops just to show it. up and run. Yeah. yeah. Call the cops on it's the like, party. Oh, there you go. Leaving is such a hassle, it seems. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is nice to disappear. And the funny thing is, I always think, oh, if I just disappear, someone's going to be offended or, or bothered that I just disappeared. Yeah. I think that then I'll just do it anyway. But never the case, though. <laughs> I've never had a party or whatever. And been like, you'd be like, hey, where'd, where'd a buck go? Or something. And they go, oh, a buck left. All right, cool. I never yeah. go, I'm offended. Right. Yeah. I take it personally, the buck did not come over, give me some daps, give me give me a little hug, and then hit the door. Like, yeah. I, I've never been offended by that. Maybe females might be offended by yeah. that. I've, I've gotten to the point where it's like, I'll, if, if I'm hanging out with like, you know, like, let's say like 15 people I know, I'm like, you know what? I'll say goodbye to one person, and then that's it. I'll just leave. Because yeah. it's like you want to say goodbye to someone else. They're busy like you know chatting up a girl or like telling a story or like ordering 17 beers or something. They're just like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> Screw this. I like doing the one shot. Like, let's say like, look at Bye, my back. everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah, look at my backyard right here. If big, you notice, if you go. dating game. Yeah, if you walk into the kitchen, there's some stairs. And I could, yeah. I could stand on top of the stairs but, hey, hey, and stop everybody's conversation. Yeah. Just all together and just go, hey, all right, y'all, I'm out. All right, have safe, you know, tell, Maybe make that, sure Sarah drives. That'd be <laughs> That'd be cool too to like, you know, you have some firecrackers just light them off just like needed to get your attention. I'm out, you know, and then yeah. just leave. <laughs> and then usually it's a whole round of people going, "Sarah's driving, right?" "Oh yeah, yeah, Sarah's driving. She's yeah. driving, don't worry." Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, especially like you hear like 18 people and it's like, "Oh god, I hate saying goodbye." Anyway. All right. All right, next one is lack of cooperation. Lying makes people uncomfortable, even surly. While a truthful person is concerned, composed, and sincere, a liar is often defensive, guarded, and less cooperative, says Buckley. Oh. Which, maybe they just don't like people. Like they'll throw it back yeah. at you? Yeah. Confrontation. I don't know about that. Like, you ever get in that uh, situation where you're having just a normal conversation, you don't think it's a controversial thing, yeah. and then like you just fucking hit a nerve? And oh, someone's yeah. like, oh, 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 what? Oh. And they get all flustered. So oh, that, yeah. that could potentially mean they're lying. Because sometimes I'll be talking to people, I'll just say something, hey, oh, 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 and they'll get all riled up. But I, evidently, they're, that's a cause for me they're to possibly think that they're lying. Filthy, Apparently. stinking liars. The next one is the need to be right. When honest people tell stories, they may realize they left out some details and backtrack to fill in holes. They may also realize a previous statement wasn't quite right and go back and explain it further. Liars, on the other hand, are worried that someone might catch them in a lie and are reluctant to admit to such ordinary imperfections, says psychologist Bella DiPaolo, author of more than a dozen deception techniques. Hmm. Okay. Ooh. All right. Interesting. All right, next one. <laughs> and Any comment on that one? We're good. That one was done. No, I'm fine. Behavioral blip. You're always looking for a change from the person's usual baseline, says Paul Ekman, professor emeritus at UC University of California Medical School and manager of Paul Ekman Group, which does training in the area of deception and emotional skills. Oh, yeah, and he also wrote the book. Uh, I read one of his books. Some oh. people always hesitate when they speak. If they speak without hesitation, that's a hot spot. 
Oh. oh, yeah. They speak freely. I don't know. You, yeah. you guys, you guys. Well, I guess we're all into like podcasting and broadcasting, so we tend to talk without stuttering too much. I know I, I tend to get that way if I have too many drinks. I tend to start stuttering. Sure, mm-hmm. but yeah, Paul Ekman wrote the book Emotions Revealed. Yeah, which was interesting. But you know, it it seems to me that if someone sometimes when people are too smooth. They lack credibility because they just seem like a shyster. Like it's like, played like, out, yeah. Like a politician. Like yeah. sometimes they always just have an answer already prefabbed and they're just, yeah. their eyes are glazed over and they're just spewing out facts or whatever. Right. And that's almost antithesis to that. That's, Instead the, way of being I, like that's the way I feel like 98% of the time when I'm talking like, uh. <laughs> like a, like a, <laughs> they're like a salesperson making a pitch. This one, blah, blah, blah. And they're just yeah. rifling through they're it. You know, like this right. sounds like, you almost have to put some hesitations and act like you're thinking about it. Yeah. In order to have more credibility. Like when I used to sell refrigerators at Sears, I used to always try to act like when I talked about a certain fridge, even though I talked about it a million times, mm-hmm. it was the first time I was describing it. Because then yeah. I seemed more credible. And it's not that I was trying to put one over on somebody. I just wanted to seem genuine and honest because I was being that one. You should implore yeah. that in your relationship. I'm talking in the bedroom. Every time. Oh. The first time. Yeah. That's right. Remember how you were the first time? Quick. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's on you. Next one. <laughs> so we're saying the first time should always be in my car? Sure. <laughs> Get my old turso. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The old piece of shit. Overlooking uh, Palos Verdes. There you go. Every time. Wow, I didn't know you had a turso. Oh, yeah. It was nasty. 89 Tercel. It was nasty. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, because I had that car when we lived together. Yeah, yeah, for a while. <laughs> Freudian fraud. Press too hard to keep the truth down, and some of it is bound to leak out. If you're already unsure if someone is giving you the straight scoop, listen for Freudian slips of the tongue that might uncork some self-incriminating stuff. Is that true? I don't Because I always think people say Freudian slip, and it's always I think it's just people misspeaking. Yeah. Like if, you know, it's like... um. It's like the, in the Woody Allen movie where he's, she's like, I can't live this wife. And he's like, she said wife, right? She said wife. You heard that. And he turns to the camera in Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I said life. And he was like saying it's a Freudian slip. But I, I don't know. I, I never buy that because I, I misspeak many times and use the wrong word or put the, you know, put the wrong letter somewhere. And, yeah. and then you have to backtrack and then try to be credible. And then you sound like you're lying even more. Yeah. Because right. now, you're, you know, you're, now you're backtracking after what you just said. And now it's all shot. Well, one of the good things, if you want to be, if if you want to like, you know, uh, it, it's it. I always enjoy using these techniques deliberately on other people, so they think that I'm lying about stuff that I'm not lying about. <laughs> That's shady, John. You do it purposely. Yeah, exactly. you don't do that to us, do you? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I've done it to a lot of people. Might have done it to you at some point. I'm not sure. God damn it. Yeah, what the hell? The no. best is like when someone <laughs> accuses you of something of something that you didn't do, but you'd rather they think that you did it. You're like, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so there's some ways that it's like you deny it in a certain way that they basically think that uh, you did it. Because then you're actually being truthful, but they get the impression that you were lying. Well, it's that weird thing if someone's exaggerating a story about you like at a party. Yeah. Like we're say we're all sitting around. I was like... Remember one time, Buck, remember that one time and there was oh, that yeah. chick who was like a model and you banged her at the party when really he just made out with a semi okay looking chick? Yeah, she yeah. was that hot. But but then you feel like you don't you actually you, you wanna be it honest. It helps me. Yeah, yeah. But it helps you, but then also you don't want to make your friend look like an asshole, so you get into the lie. Right. And you're like, Yeah, I did. But then you're looking at him like I know you're lying, right? Like <laughs> and now you think I'm full of shit. Now you think I'm a liar because I just right. backed up your lie. Right. Well, it's even better. It's like if you're talking about like, oh, remember Buck that one time when you were making out with a, that model at that party, but there was no one you made out with at that party. You could just be like, dude, she wasn't a model. <laughs> yeah, and you're you being 
quasi truthful, but now it's like people are like, oh, the basis of the story is correct when the basis of the story was a complete, complete fabrication. Yeah. Right. So let's yeah. keep that going. Yeah, exactly. All right. Our final one. Yeah. The last one is a detached smile. People who are telling wow. the truth use tend to use many facial muscles. Yeah. Liars just smile with their mouths. Their eyes don't reflect their emotions. It's like it's like George W. Bush. Whenever you watched him speak, like the words coming out of his mouth versus his facial gestures were yeah. always like horribly disjointed. Yeah. Even if maybe he was telling the truth about something, it seemed like he was bullshitting because he mm-hmm. was always kind of like he'd say something and they give a smirk like, you buying that? Like when he said mission accomplished. Right. Yeah, right. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah. yeah, because he always put his shoulders out, his shoulders up, hands out like, huh? You, yeah. You, you get that? You get that? Yeah, I just said that. He's always kind of like, Did there's like that? this confirming gesture. Like He needed com- confirmation from the audience right after he said something. He wanted yeah. people to nod and go, yes, I believe you. I think I think the problem with this last one is, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of times people will, you know, have the detached smile just to try and be polite in a situation. Yeah. Like, so, and sometimes they might just be trying to like, you know, be nice and be, you know, polite. So maybe they're not lying at all. But right. I guess I guess you could say they're lying about their emotions or whatever. <laughs> but maybe they're just trying to feel better. Right. And they're just feeling detached. Emotional dishonesty? Uh, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Uh, I would never say something like that. Deep. But <laughs> yeah. When we go to the woods and beat on our drums, we're emotionally well, I'm honest. I'm not going to the woods. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning into the show today. <laughs> I'd like to thank, once again, John Sowen for being here yeah. and uh, doing great work. Buck Perez, once again, doing work. F you. Doing great work. <laughs> I'm Todd Perry. And uh, you guys, will be back next week. Uh, get your comments up on the site. Let's, let's get some feedback. Let's get some conversation. Let's create a community. Um, and I'm not lying. You're so, always into this creating a community, takes a village. You? It, it does take a village. It yeah. does take a village. Takes I'm a village. A, I'm a bleeding heart liberal. That's right. Everything yeah. has to be done communally. Um, so once again, you guys have a great time. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you guys back next week. Email the show at show at faroutpodcast.com. And uh, kiss your grandma on the phone. Game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling. And the jello is jiggling. Satchmo's lullaby Ich sag gute Nacht And I say good night Schon leuchtet ein Stern mm, Yes, I see the light Die Sonne geht schlafen Der Tag